homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Welcome young friends and everyone listening today. Right now it seems like we're living in a time where there's lots of uncertainty, a lot of upheaval, a lot of bad news and many challenges to our daily lives. Things we take for granted like going to school easily, going to the shops easily, being able to travel around freely. They're not so easy now and there's a lot of restrictions. And so at this time, a lot of us are feeling anxious, stressed, concerned about the future, not knowing what's going to happen. And many of us also feel fearful at times. Maybe it's not consistently fearful, but fearful at times. So it's very good to look at what the Buddha says about this. What are the Buddha's words and those of the Noble Arahants when it comes to the arising of fear? Uh, how can we overcome it? How can we feel safe? The sutta that we're looking at today is the Kumarika Sutta, and this appears in the heartfelt sayings of the Buddha. So this is Udana, chapter 5, discourse number 4. So in this sutta it says, So I have heard, at one time the Buddha was staying near Savati in Jetha's Grove, under the Bindaka's monastery. Now at that time, between Savati and the Jetha Grove, several boys were tormenting some fish. Then the Buddha robed up in the morning, and taking his bowl and robe, entered Savati for alms. He saw the boys tormenting the fish. He went to them and said, Boys, do you fear pain? Do you dislike pain? Yes, sir, they replied, we dislike pain. Then, knowing the meaning of this, on that occasion, the Buddha expressed this heartfelt sentiment. If you have fear of pain, if pain is unpleasant to you, don't do any bad deeds, whether openly or secretly. But if you do a bad deed in the future or doing them now, for you there exists no freedom from pain, though you rise up and run away. So this is a very direct kind of teaching from the Buddha to these young boys. As you can see, what he's saying is, if you're afraid of pain, if you find it disagreeable or unpleasant, uncomfortable, then he says, be virtuous, don't do any bad deeds. And the second thing that he emphasizes is, it's, it's when you do them openly, but even when you do them secretly, like little bad things that we do. And he says, if you do the bad deed now or you do them in the future, then what you can expect is not to be free from pain, that at some point you will experience the pain that you're inflicting. And that's despite running away or hiding or going somewhere else. You can't avoid it. And so this is what the Buddha is saying to us, that it's very important to keep our virtue and to refrain from hurting or harming any living beings. And this applies to other bad deeds. So we're going to look at a, a number of other suttas that support this. But the emphasis here is that he's discouraging out of compassion and kindness these young boys from doing anything wrong. And in this instance, the boys are actually tormenting and, and hurting fish. They're harming fish. And so this is one example. We find another similar story in the Dhammapada and it's in verses 131 to 132. 
and it's in the Sambahula Kumarakavatul. And in this story, the Buddha again encounters many young boys. And he's on arms round in Savati as he's staying at Jetavana Monastery. And he comes across a number of young boys beating a snake with sticks. When he questions them, the young boys answer that they've been beating the snake because they're afraid that the snake might bite them. And so the Buddha says to them, if you don't want to be harmed, you should also not harm others. If you harm others, you will not find happiness in your next existence. And so then the Buddha says this, these couple of verses, beings longing for happiness, whom you've hurt with a rod, seeking one's own happiness, you'll not get happiness after death. Beings longing for happiness, whom you haven't hurt with a rod, seeking one's own happiness, you'll get happiness after death. And so clearly the message that the Buddha is giving in this sutta, but also the one that we, we started with, is don't harm others if you don't want to be harmed. Don't injure or inflict pain. And unfortunately, what you find is that our instinct or our habit is to find a weapon when we're scared. So we pick up a stick, we pick up a rod, a knife, and other kinds of weapons when, we, when we're scared. And so this can be in a lot of different situations where we face wild animals or critters, or even if we are finding that someone is about to attack us, like another human being. We might hold our fists up or look around for a weapon. But the problem with that is that we are about to inflict pain, even though it may not be us being the aggressor. Or even the idea of defending ourselves with a weapon, it's something that is not what the Buddha recommends. And so if we want to be happy, and not scared of pain, we mustn't inflict pain on others, mustn't injure people, mustn't harm other living beings. But you see this all around, you see it escalate. So we talk about these little examples of young, young boys, but you see that in the world that when you turn on the news, you see that everyone's quick to find a weapon, that people might find knives and guns and other things and they may store them. And it's really out of fear, if you really think about it. And when the world goes to wars and other kinds of conflict, it's usually with weapons. And so when you look at that, you realize, actually, there is no happiness for those people that are taking up arms, taking up weapons and are about to fight. And this is something that needs to be contemplated and thought about. Because you can see in these two stories, the Buddha is very clear. Refrain from harming if you want to be happy. Refrain from harming if you don't want to be fearful of pain. There's also a teaching called the Atadanda Sutta in the Sutta Nipata, chapter 4, discourse number 15. And it's about one who has taken up the rod. So someone who's taken up a weapon. And I just wanted to read the first verse. It's a bit of a longer sutta and goes into a lot of detail when you try and interpret it. So we'll just look at the first verse. The Buddha says, Fear has arisen from one who has taken up the rod. See the people engaged in strife. I will tell you of my sense of urgency, how I was stirred by a sense of urgency. And so what the Buddha is saying here is that fear has come to those who take up weapons, and then they engage in strife. And so what he's talking about is 
particularly when you take up a weapon, you start to do bodily misconduct, verbal misconduct, and also mental misconduct. And so when that happens, in the present existence, you experience some kind of fear, pain, and sadness. And when that happens, it has arisen because of your own violence, because you've taken up the weapon. And the same thing with if you uh, do that, then you can also be subject to punishment if you've done something wrong. So that's conventional punishment. And so one can be fearful of that. And also at the end of the life, as we know that we're all subject to our karma. So even after death, then there may be a bad kind of results that one can expect. And so that's also why he says that there's this sense of urgency because he wants to actually remind us, teach us that this is not the good path to follow. That if you take up weapons out of fear, then you are actually going to inflict pain on others and then you'll have a bad result. And so this is something that's very, very strong in the Buddha's teachings, that he's always counseling us to be very cautious about taking up weapons, inflicting pain, injuring others, harming others. Now let's look at what the Buddha says about harming with a stick or a weapon or with our hands. So you remember the Chula Kama Vibhanga Sutta. This is Majmanakaya number 135. And we've looked at this when we've looked at the Vatupama Sutta and also different other aspects of the teaching. So let's look at the result of harming others. The Buddha says, Here, student, some man or woman is given to injuring beings with the hand, with a clod, with a stick, or with a knife. Because of performing and undertaking such action, on the dissolution of the body after death, he reappears in a state of deprivation. But if instead he comes back to the human state, then whatever he is reborn, wherever he is reborn, he is sickly. This is the way, student, that leads to sickliness, namely, one is given to injuring beings with the hand, with a clod, with a stick, or with a knife. So the Buddha goes on to say that if you don't injure beings with your hand, a clod, a stick, or a knife, then you'll reappear in a happy state. So this is after death. But if you come back to a human state, then wherever you're reborn, you'll be healthy. So this is the way, student, that leads to health. Namely, one is not given to injuring beings with the hand, with a clod, with a stick, or with a knife. So Buddha's very clear about the results here, or as clear as he can be. Bad results, bad destination, if you continue to harm people. But if you're, as a minimum, you're reborn as a human, then you'll have good health. And that, as we know, good health is actually quite a precious thing. The final sutta that we can look at is called the Baya Sutta, and it's in Anguttara chapter 10, discourse number 92. And the Buddha talks about the elimination of fears and enmities in this particular sutta. So enmities means animosity, hostility, hatred, a feeling of ill will. So in this sutta, the Buddha says, what are the five fears and enmities that have been eliminated? Householder, one who kills living beings creates fear and enmity pertaining to the present life and fear and enmity pertaining to future lives. And one also experiences mental pain and sadness. One who abstains from killing living beings does not create such fear and enmity pertaining to the present life, 
nor such fear and enmity pertaining to future lives, nor does one experience mental pain and sadness. For one who abstains from killing living beings, that fear and enmity has thus been eliminated. So what's really clear here is that we create fear and enmity when we do the bad deed. So in this case, it's killing living beings. So the example that we could use, and we often think we don't kill living beings, but if you reflect, if a mosquito is biting you, what's the instinctual thing to do? You want to hit it straight away because it's biting you. Or if a crazy animal comes at you, it's running at you like a, a dog, a stray dog or somebody else's dog, you're in the park and it comes running at you and it looks a little vicious. The first thing you might do is look around for a weapon or you might clench your fists ready to defend yourself or any other kind of situation maybe in the playground or at home with a sibling where you're playing around but suddenly it gets very aggressive or something happens where you disagree with one another or someone's taken something from you and they're now attacking you then what you do is you normally clench your fists and you're about to attack back if that's the instinct not everyone has that but sometimes it's the case now that doesn't mean that you're killing, but it lends itself in that direction. So one has to be quite careful because the Buddha says that you create fear and enmity when that happens. The enmity is the hostility or the animosity with the other being, whether it's an animal or a human being. And so he also says that you experience mental pain and sadness. So this is the mental suffering that you experience after, after harming and then you get sad, you might even regret, but there's actual mental pain and sadness that arises. And so the Buddha says, if you refrain from that, if you don't do that, if that's not your first thing in terms of wanting to harm and then even killing, then you won't create the fear and the hostility and you won't experience that mental pain and sadness. You'll actually eliminate it. And so he says the same thing for the other parts of the precepts. He says the same thing for refraining from taking what is not given, refraining from engaging in sexual misconduct, refraining from speaking falsely, and refraining from indulging in liquor, wine, and intoxicants. So refraining from alcohol, because that's the basis for heedlessness or negligence. What you'll notice is with that last one, when you take alcohol or intoxicants, you get very negligent, you, you don't have your wits about you and so there may be a propensity to harm or to do other wrong things, other bad deeds. So from this sutta you can see that the Buddha is saying if you refrain and you take the five precepts then you don't create fear and enmity in this life or in future lives and you don't experience the mental pain and sadness. So it's a very powerful teaching that he's saying one that we don't often think about in that way, that if we take the five precepts and we adhere to them, we stick to them, then we're not creating fear or enmity for ourselves because we're not harming anybody else. There's no increase in greed, hatred and delusion because when we break the five precepts, what we're doing is we're increasing greed, hatred and delusion. So we're on the wrong path. And of course, we bear the bad results of any bad deeds that we do. So very good teaching from the Buddha, very good reminder for us. We've now come to the end of our session, young friends. 
And the message from the Buddha is very clear that if we don't want to be afraid of pain or suffering, if we find pain disagreeable or we dislike it, then it's important that we don't inflict pain on others. If we don't inflict pain on others, then we can enjoy the happiness in this life and in the next. We won't bear any bad results. And so the takeaway that the Buddha also says is that virtue is very important, that if we don't want to create fear and enmity for ourselves, then it's important that we keep the five precepts. And in that way, we're also free from the mental pain and sadness. So we can share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from fear, from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem. Wishing you well. Peruan Saranai.